Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. So hello and welcome. Hope you're all keeping very well. So today's episode is a bit of a personal one for me. I'm going to be sharing something that I went through recently with you, um, a bit of a difficult period for me. Now, this isn't something that I have shared with anybody outside of my immediate family or my business partner, David. So I feel pretty vulnerable putting it out there. My reason for doing it is that if even one person can take something from it that will help them in the future to be able to get through those tough times and come out the other end stronger, then it will be worth it. Another reason for me sharing it with you is because there's so much motivational stuff out there when it comes to mindset. There's things about positive thinking, there's going for your goals, taking action, and it's all very forward focused towards achieving this amazing life, which is wonderful. And I am well on board with all of that. And of course, your mindset is a huge factor in that. And the reality is that life isn't always going to feel that way because stuff happens and there are what you could call real life issues and problems come up. How do you deal with those times? What do you do when things go wrong? Because it's much easier to do all that mindset stuff and keep focused when things are good. But what about when they're not? You know, these times will happen because it's life. So learning how to be in control of your thoughts, your emotions, how you respond to things isn't just about being the best. It's also about building resilience for those times when things aren't good so that you're able to get through them and hopefully come out the other end stronger. So I wanted to share with you what I did personally to help me navigate through that time and feel as good as I possibly could whilst doing so. So let me share my story with you. Late last year, in 2021 that is, and I was having myself a bubble bath. I do like a bubble bath. And as I was in the bath, relaxing and enjoying myself, a thought came to mind that I should check my breasts, which admittedly isn't something that I do that often. And I did, and I found a big lump. So the next day, I went to the doctor's. And the doctor did their examination and found another lump in my armpit and also a hardening of the breast tissue. So they referred me to get checked and said that I was a high priority case. Now, I remember this was the end of November because that day we actually had our final call, um, our live call for our master practitioner programme. So I left the doctors at around 5pm ish and we had the call at six o'clock. So I carried out the call as usual. I had a job to get on with, so I decided that I was going to focus fully on that call and enjoy it, then take some time to let it register afterwards. Now, that evening, I'll be honest, I didn't sleep very much, but I didn't do a lot of thinking either. I almost felt a bit blank. I suppose I was a bit numb. Now, the next morning, it was a completely different story. I began playing through and thinking about all the different scenarios that could happen. It got very overwhelming and I started to feel emotional. I'm such a doer in life. I like to get stuff done. But in that moment, I felt really scared and there wasn't anything physically that I could go and do. I couldn't take some action that was just going to make it OK, which I found hard. So at that point, I had a big cry. I let it all out and I can assure you it was not pretty. <laughs> there were tears, there was snot, there was everything going on. 
Now, the reason that I allowed myself to do that, rather than bottling it up, which is something I would have done in the past, is that I know crying is a good release of energy, which is why it feels so good after you've had a good cry. So I did it with style. Then I found that my mind was bouncing around everywhere. There were so many thoughts going round and round in my head. So I took some time to put pen to paper and just write down everything that was going on in my mind. Even if it didn't make sense at that point, I got it out of my head. The things that I was thinking, the things I was feeling, concerns that I had for myself and for others. And I just kept writing and writing and writing. And I did this until I felt like I'd completely emptied out so that my mind at that point could then be quiet. What I want to talk about next is what I find to be interesting and something to consider when it comes to problems presenting themselves and how we approach them. Now, here's the interesting thing. Nothing had actually changed in my reality since a couple of days before. You know, I was still doing the things that I usually do. Yet what was different was how I felt. The certainty that I had around my health was suddenly in question. A couple of days before, the lump didn't exist. And so I had no feeling about it. Then when I found the lump, then it existed. So in the space of 24 or 48 hours, nothing had actually physically changed in my world. Yet how I perceived it, so my, my perception of my reality, had changed. Now, I'll be honest, I did venture down the path of a what if. So I went through all the what if scenarios, which didn't leave me feeling very good or empowered. And I also appreciate that I am human. So there are going to be times where I get into a state that doesn't serve me. And the important part for me is that I don't stay there for too long. Now, what I did do during that time was some reflection. I think it can be quite common to just reflect on life, you know, whether that's looking back at your past, what's brought you here today, where you are right now, or even where you want to go in the future. And this may sound a little strange, yet I found the whole process, I'm going to use the word interesting, and I'm going to ask you to stay with me just for a minute while I explain what I mean. I'm going a little quantum. In the moment where I found the lump, or when I saw the doctor, I neither had nor didn't have breast cancer. I was almost in this state of limbo where both possibilities exist. Because at that moment, I didn't know if I did have it, but I also didn't know if I didn't have it. And people find themselves in this state of limbo in so many different ways throughout their life. Now, there is an experiment known as Schrodinger's cat, which you may have heard of before. It was carried out by a quantum physicist called Erwin Schrodinger. Um, all in his imagination, by the way, this didn't actually take place. In this experiment, a cat was placed into a sealed box. And in that box, there was a device that may or may not release radioactive poison within the next hour. If that poison was released, then of course it would kill the cat. So the odds were 50-50. 50% chance that the device would go off and kill the cat. And 50% chance that it wouldn't go off and the cat would still be alive. So in that very moment, when the cat's in the box and the lid is on, there are multiple realities going on. Because until you open the box, the cat is both dead and alive at the same time. So it's only when you open the box that you know for sure. Observing something, looking at it, is what makes it real. Now, of course, when you look in the box, you will know if the cat is dead or alive. But up to that point, the cat is both dead and alive at the same time. So both possibilities exist. So all very fascinating stuff, right? But bringing that back to the lump, how does that apply to real life? Well, once I'd found the lump and knew that I had to go and get some tests, I knew something that I didn't know before, i.e. there is a lump which may or may not be cancerous. 
So at that moment in time, there were multiple possible realities going on for me, which means that I had a choice. And the choice was which one I was going to focus on. Because remember, observing something is what makes it real to you. You It could go either way. Yet it was up to me where I put my attention. And it's only through observing something that makes it real. So even though I didn't know for sure in the moment, if I was to place my attention and choose to give my focus to the scenario where I was diagnosed with cancer, and that is a possibility, then in that moment, that's how it would feel. That would be the reality that I I was experiencing. Or I could choose to focus on the scenario where I'm told that it's a cyst and I can go home just a little bit more lumpy than I used to be. Both possibilities exist at the same time until I'm told otherwise. Waking up the next morning was going to be just like any other day. It's no different to the ones that have just gone. The only things that would make it something other than that was my thinking about it. Until seeing the specialist, I didn't know what the outcome would be. But where I chose to put my focus is the reality that I was going to experience in the meantime. That was going to be what made the difference in how I felt every day and how I was going to be able to show up for all the other things that still had to happen in life. We had a three-day classroom-based breakthrough training happening the following week and I needed to be there and be mentally present so that we could support our students. If I'd have gone down the route of thinking the worst, I probably wouldn't have felt able to support anyone else outside of myself. So it's just like the cat. Until the box is opened, the cat is both dead and alive. But thinking about the cat being dead before you know that he is makes the experience feel rubbish. Mark Twain said that I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which never happened. Most of the things that we worry about in life never actually happen, yet we're experiencing them as though they are real because that's where our focus is. Now, this isn't about putting your head in the sand because pretending that things aren't happening doesn't make them go away. What it is about is working with the things that are within your control. I couldn't control how quickly my appointment came through. I couldn't control the news that the doctor was about to give me. What I could control is where I chose to place my attention in that moment and how to deal with it. I could also choose how to look after myself physically making myself feel as good and positive as possible by getting plenty of good food, sleep, exercise, fresh air, water, rest, all of the things that make you feel physically well, because our physical health has a massive impact on the way that we feel emotionally. Not putting your head in the sand could also be playing through the worst case scenario and working out how you would deal with it. That could include practical things that you would need to do or mentally rehearsing being strong enough to get through it. Because here's the thing, if that's where you allow your thought process to go and you're imagining the worst case scenario, then you may as well imagine it going as well as possible where you're able and capable of dealing with it, where you have the tool, the resources, the mindset, so you can come out the other end knowing that whatever happens, you will get through it. Now, I feel that this is important to mention here because the things that I went through in comparison to what some people go through is probably very insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Yet, I always remember when I was younger and I would go to my dad with a problem and say to him, you know, this thing is really upsetting me or I'm really sad about something or scared about something, but I shouldn't be because, you know, it's not that big a problem. There are people out there starving who can't buy food and don't have shelter or are really sick. So who am I to have these problems? And my dad used to say to me, 
whilst compared to other people, they may not be big problems, they're still your problems. And that always stuck with me that, you know, he's right. If it's a problem to me, then it's a problem to me. And it's the same for everyone. What one person perceives as a problem, another person may well not. It's then about looking at what you can do to help yourself through that problem, which will be individual to you because what helps one person and makes them feel better doesn't necessarily help another person. One person may find going for a run really therapeutic for them and it helps them with that excess energy, whereas another person may find it useful to have more rest. So listen to your body and ask yourself what it is that you think will help you. There is no right or wrong with this. I personally did play through the scenario where I was told that it was something more than a cyst so that I could work out how I would handle that, most of which was practical stuff. And in doing that, I knew that whatever happened, I would be okay. In fact, the state of being in limbo, the unknown, is possibly one of the most challenging places to be. When you know what you're dealing with, you can deal with it. You know, as humans, we love certainty and the unknown feels like a scary place because you don't know what to do there. You don't know what it is. And that's not just when it comes to health. You know, I can apply all of those same feelings to when we started our business, when I left a relationship, when I did anything that felt outside of my comfort zone and I didn't know how it was going to work out. The same kind of process takes place for many people, playing through all of those possible outcomes, worrying about things going wrong, things that haven't even happened and not knowing if it will work out, but at the same time, deciding what to do right now. Picturing that best case scenario whilst knowing that you're also equipped for anything that happens. I truly believe that there is always something to learn from everything that happens in life. Learnings that allow you to make positive changes in the future that without that experience, you wouldn't have. My business partner, David, and I are experts in all things mindset and how to be in control of the way that we think and feel. So I already knew that how I think is my responsibility. And I also know that I'm human and if I feel emotional at times, it's okay. So it's okay to acknowledge when you don't feel good because this isn't about putting a happy face on things. It's about knowing that there is a choice. How long I decide to stay and wallow in any situation is up to me. Now, I'm going to confess that when I decide that I want to wallow, I put time in the diary so that I can just do it and I do it properly. So it may be that for an hour, I am going all out. I'm having a moan. I'm crying. I am getting it all out of my system. I am blaming everybody in the world. Then after an hour, if I even make it that far, I am so bored that I give in and decide, right, now it's over to me. I'm going to take responsibility for changing how I feel. And part of that taking responsibility for me personally is looking at the what if frame of mind, because the what if frame of mind can lead you down a path that you probably won't thank yourself for worrying about things that you can do nothing about. And it changes nothing except the way that you feel that instead you could use the what if frame of mind to play out. What if everything's OK? What if I'm able to deal with whatever comes up? What if I can get through this easily? What if I can feel OK on the way? Trying to change things that you have absolutely no influence over creates a mindset of almost like defeat and frustration and feeling overwhelmed. And it doesn't just end there. It also leaks into all the other areas of your life, too. So when you feel out of control in one area, you'll probably find that you feel out of control in others as well. So only ever focus on the things that are within your control. If you haven't listened to it already, we do have an episode which is all about 
how to deal with feeling overwhelmed with some really practical tips that you can use to overcome it. We'll put a link in the show notes so you can head straight there. Now, I mentioned earlier that I think there is always an opportunity in everything that happens to us. There is always something to learn, something positive that we can take from it if we look for it. So let's talk about learnings and some of the learnings that I had along the way, because there may be something that you can take from them too. This is something that I already knew, but I learned to put into practice even more so, which is to trust myself. Intuition comes from your unconscious mind and your unconscious mind knows way more than you know consciously, way more than you think, particularly when it comes to your body. So listen to it. Your unconscious mind knows what perfect health is, which is why it also knows when you have, there's the possibility of anything less than that. The number of times that I have thought I should do something and then brushed it off only to find that I was right. I had that voice pop into my head that said to check my breasts that day. Not something that I do as often as I probably should, yet I heard it and I decided to go with it. Your unconscious mind knows you better than anybody else does, so trust it. Something else that I was able to take away from the experience, which is probably one of the biggest things really, and again, this is something that I already know, yet these times often serve as reminders for things that we're maybe not putting into practice. If there's something to be learned, then it will keep presenting itself until we get it. So if you ever find yourself having the same kind of problems or themes and patterns coming up in your life, maybe take a moment to look at what you can learn from it. And then when you do learn from it, the chances are you won't repeat it in the future. So I digress. The lesson, and it's something that I touched upon earlier, is that I can choose how to navigate my way through any period of the unknown. It's my choice. It's my responsibility, even if it doesn't always feel that way. Nobody can make me think anything. How I perceive any event is completely down to me. You'll often see two people who have lived through very similar experiences, and yet they've both taken away very different things from it. One may see it in a positive way, where another person may see it as a negative experience. And that is down to me and only me. It's my choice, my decision what to do with it. Even if that takes some conscious effort at times and I have to pull myself up on it, it's completely within my power to do that. Now, I do want to share with you some practical takeaways that you can use when these difficult times present themselves, which they inevitably will at some point. So the first thing to do is to get everything out of your head and onto paper. So get a notepad and just write down whatever you are feeling, thinking, saying to yourself. Just get it all out, even the things that you think you shouldn't say or feel. In fact, especially the things that you think you shouldn't say or feel. Write down what the emotions are, how you feel physically, just anything that comes to mind until you have completely emptied out. Whilst you do that, also let your emotions out too. So if you want to cry, cry. If you want to scream, scream. Holding emotions in doesn't make them go away but it can leave you feeling almost like a balloon that is about to burst. So if you let a bit of air out, it gives you a bit of breathing room. Next, decide where to put your focus and attention. So choose the scenario that you want to place your attention on. That, of course, does not guarantee what the outcome will be. What it does guarantee is how you will feel in that moment. Whilst doing that, only work on what you can control. So if you need to, head to the podcast episode where you'll find the exercise to determine what is within your control and how you can just focus on that. 
Now, the next thing to do, which again is probably one of the things that I learned most about, which is about being kind to yourself. Now, all of this stuff is optional and it is one thing that I found to be very powerful. So do something nice for you. This could be as simple as taking a long, hot bubble bath, booking in for a massage, taking some time out to walk, just something that you would label as self-care. In the past, when things used to get difficult for me, I would automatically reach for a glass of wine. I would order a takeaway because I didn't feel like cooking. And the result of that was that the following day, I didn't feel my best because I'd feel tired. I hadn't slept well. And the knock-on effect made it even worse. Our physical and our mental and emotional health are all linked. So it's more important than ever to look after your physical well-being when there are mental and emotional issues taking place so that you're giving yourself the best possible chance to feel as good as you can. Your physical body is the vehicle that carries you around. So if that's not working, that will impact on the rest. The better you feel, the better the situation will feel. So treat yourself like you're somebody who deserves to be looked after because you do. Then finally, ask yourself what positive things there are to learn from the experience. What is the blessing that comes with it? Maybe something that you haven't noticed or even considered yet. And how will this experience help you to improve your life in the future? Now, as some of you know, I recently finished writing the first draft of my book, yay, <laughs> which I'm now in the process of editing. One of the chapters I wrote whilst I was going through this experience and I am honestly, hand on heart, so pleased that it happened because of what I've been able to add to the book that I probably wouldn't have done. It was only a four week period from finding the lump to finding out that everything was okay, but I took so much from those four weeks that I'm actually glad that it happened. I've been through worst in the past and I will surely go through other testing times in the future. I know that. In fact, we did a podcast at the end of the year. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes to that one as well, which was around dealing with life's ups and downs. Um, and we spoke about the cycles of life and why we experience those highs and lows. So it isn't about life being all good all of the time or even being easy. It's about becoming stronger and more resilient so that no matter what happens, you're able to deal with it. And remember, the bigger the hurdle, the bigger the reward on the other side. So when those big hurdles do come up, just know that what's waiting for you on the other side is going to make overcoming them worth it. In fact, one more thing that's come to mind, which was actually probably the most important thing for me while going through that time, was the support that I had around me. Now, I did say I only told my immediate family, yet every single one of them was there for me in very different ways. My partner, Dan, never fails to make me laugh every day of the week. So the mood in this house was lifted. And I do truly believe that laughter is the best medicine. In fact, we did a podcast episode on it a little while ago. And so it never felt like that big of a problem for too long. You know, my parents and my brothers were all there to support me emotionally in varying ways. Everything from texting every day, checking in, making me food, taking me for coffee. My mum is a holistic therapist, so uh, doing lots of holistic treatments as well to help me relax and everything else in between. Whoever your support network is, when you're going through the times that aren't easy, let them support you. Let them be there for you. So that is my personal story from December of 2021. Thank you so much for sticking around and letting me share my story with you. I hope that you were able to take something positive from it. As ever, if there's anyone that you know who would find this episode useful, then please do share it with them. And for now, have an amazing week. I'll see you next time. 
Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.